Can you dream of a world immune to cancer? Hello everyone, my name is Nick and I'm the host of the annual live stream for The Cure where content creators and podcasters from around the world join me to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute and Immunotherapy Research, which is training the body's immune system to fight against all forms of cancer. Over the past seven years, thanks to the power of indie podcasters and the indie podcasting community and listeners just like you listening to this right now, we have raised over $90,000. And as I record this now, the eighth annual live stream for The Cure is barreling down upon us really, really quickly in just about two weeks. So join us, please, from May 29th through June 1st for 48 hours of amazing content from people all over the world and help us fight for a world immune to cancer. And I'll return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so, so much. And together, we can make a difference. Here they come, here they come. They're, they're, lick they're, on it, just lick it or something. All right. Be cool, be cool. License and registration. Uh, officer, I know that... Uh, License and registration, please. You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? Uh, 65. 63. Officer, isn't, isn't the speed limit 65? Yeah, it is. Where are you boys headed? Canada. We're going over the border to Canada for some french fries and gravy, sir. Poutine. Canada, huh? Almost made it. Are you okay? Yeah, sure. Yes, sir? Yes, sir. Now, did you say yes, sir? I think he said, yeah, sure. What'd you say, man? What, well, I said, yeah, sure. But what, literally what I said was, yeah, sure, sir. So you are okay, then? Yes, sir. You smell something, rabbit? Fear. In a world overflowing with movies, we need a hero. Someone to separate the bad from the good. Hi everyone, I'm Emma. Welcome to Verbal Diorama, episode 182, Super Troopers. This is the podcast that's all about the history and legacy of movies you know and movies you don't. And as always, a huge hi, welcome and welcome back to Verbal Diorama, whether you are a brand new listener, whether you are a regular returning listener or an irregular returning listener. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast. And just welcome, I guess. I am so happy to have you here for the history and legacy of Super Troopers. Before I get into Super Troopers, I just want to say, as always, a huge thank you to everyone who's listened to the most recent episodes of this podcast. I did an episode recently on X-Men the Animated Series, and it was specifically on the first two episodes of that series, which were on Night of the Sentinels, Part 1 and Part 2. And 
that episode blew up quite substantially about a week or so after its release it just went really crazy it was like people realized that there was an episode on x-men the animated series and yeah it just completely went above and beyond so i'm absolutely delighted that people seem to have really enjoyed that episode and then last episode was on let the right one in completely different doing total whiplash for all of these episodes at the moment and the issue was missing a couple of episodes in October meant that I'd actually decided that I wanted to cover some really great comedies. And I wanted to actually do a little run of comedies. I wanted to start with a really famous black comedy, go into a very female-fronted comedy, and then go into a very male-fronted comedy. And unfortunately, because I ended up having a couple of weeks off due to illness, I then had to redo the schedule. And unfortunately, I had to cut some episodes out. And this one was the only one that made the cut. And honestly, being a movie podcast, sometimes it's just really nice to do an episode on a comedy film. It doesn't mean any less of an interesting shenanigan-filled story, though. So you'll be really pleased to know that. I'm just going to jump straight into it. And I'm just going to say, do I look like a cat to you, boy? Am I jumping around on Nimbly Bimbly from tree to tree? Am I drinking milk from a saucer? Do you see me eating mice? Here's the trailer for Super Troopers. Right meow. Discriminating audiences at the Sundance Film Festival have discovered one of the most shocking, unflinching, eye-opening films about cops ever made. Do we look like the two dumbest guys in the world to you? Super Troopers. In this town, you don't mess with the law. You know how fast you're going? 65. 63. The law messes with you. Isn't the speed limit 65? Yeah, it is. I'm freaking out, man. Can I please see your license and registration? Perhaps some spunking and cuffing is an order. Ain't It Cool News says funny, funny, funny stuff all over this movie. Oh. Give me a double bacon cheeseburger. Double bacon cheeseburger, it's for a cop. What the hell's that all about? You gonna spin it now? No, I was just telling him that's so he makes it good. Don't spit in that cop's burger. <laughs> Made me laugh out loud, long and hard. Another highway cop? What are you guys, multiplying? <laughs> It'll like spit to you. Yeah. Damn it, you Super Troopers. They're coming back, man. Pull the vehicle over. I'm, I'm already pulled over. I'm already pulled over. Pull over farther, man. I can't pull over. Sir, I'm already pulled over. He's already pulled over. He can't pull over any farther. <laughs> Thorny, Mac, Rabbit, Foster, and Father are Vermont State Troopers out to have a good time. Stationed in a remote area near the Canadian border, the troopers, avid pranksters with an affinity for syrup, have a knack for screwing up on the job. But when budget cuts in the town of Spurbury threaten their livelihood and pit them against arch-rival Spurbury PD, the five friends try to straighten up and fly right. That is, until a dead body is discovered and a possible drug ring is unearthed. The super troopers spring into action, attempting to solve the crime, save their jobs and outdo the local police department. Let's quickly run through the cast. We have Jay Chandrasekhar as Lieutenant Arkut Thorny Ramathorn, Paul Sota as Trooper Carl Foster, Steve Lemmy as Trooper McIntyre Mac Womack, 
Eric Stolhansk as Trooper Robbie Rabbit Roto, Kevin Heffernan as Trooper Rodney Rod Farmer, Brian Cox as Captain John O'Hagan, Daniel Von Bergen as Police Chief Bruce Grady, Marissa Coughlin as Officer Ursula Hansen, and Linda Carter as Vermont Governor Jessman. Super Troopers was written by Broken Lizard. I will summarise who they are. Jay Trandrasekar, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Lemmy, Paul Sota and Eric Stolhansk and directed by Jay Chandrasekhar. So the story for this starts in 1989 at Colgate University in Hamilton, New York, where several members of the Beta Theta Pi fraternity came together to form a comedy troupe. That comedy troupe, which included Jay Trandrasekhar, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Lemmy, Paul Sota and Eric Stolhansk, was called Charred Goosebeak. You thought I was going to say Broken Lizard, didn't you? Well, I'm getting to that. Originally, Charred Goosebeak consisted of other people, and so the five core members I just mentioned, Jay, Kevin, Steve, Paul and Eric, well, they all ended up moving to New York City after graduation and decided to set up a new comedy troupe to perform at various comedy clubs in live sketches and video material. That group was called the Chocolate Speedo Team, which then eventually became Broken Lizard. Together, Broken Lizard performed sketch shows at clubs and college campuses. For Comedy Central's Is This On feature, they wrote and performed in the shorts Dante's Levels of Hell. They also made short comedy videos, which eventually led to them making their first short film, The Tinfoil Monkey Agenda, a 30-minute long 16mm media spoof co-written and directed by the script coordinator for Armageddon, yes, a guy called Kevin Cooper. The relative success of the Tinfoil Monkey Agenda led to the group deciding to make a full-length comedy. That film, 1996's Puddle Cruiser, cost $165,000 to make, was shot on the Colgate University campus and was totally self-financed by the group using loans and credit cards. Due to the film's extremely limited budget, the extras and actors are nearly exclusively friends, relatives and other graduates of Colgate University. Puddle Cruiser would premiere at the Sundance Film Festival but wouldn't get picked up for distribution. Now it's unfortunate for this story that a key figure in the story of Broken Lizard's success, Puddle Cruiser and Super Troopers, is convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein is never someone I want to talk about but as it happened, he was at Sundance in 1996 and he saw Puddle Cruiser. Obviously, Puddle Cruiser didn't get picked up, so Weinstein didn't buy it, but he told the group he would buy their next script. The next script was Super Troopers. Typical Weinstein didn't turn out like he said, but from now on, I don't really want to mention Harvey Weinstein, so I'm going to mention Miramax instead, because Verbal Diorama is not a fan of rapists. The idea for Super Troopers formed at a time when, during the summer, it seemed like all of their friends were getting married. And for each wedding, they would pile into Jay Chandrasekhar's car, drive to the weddings, get stoned, and inevitably regularly get pulled over by police, who they'd make fun of and do impressions of. But it was a real situation that occurred to some friends of theirs that inspired the opening to Super Troopers. These friends had leased an RV and planned to cross the Canadian border to go to a strip club whilst attending a bachelor party in Vermont. They were getting high in the RV and border officials inspected them at the border. Everyone was ordered out of the car after the police discovered a joint on the dashboard. Guy in the back was holding the mushrooms, and as the border force inspected the RV, he consumed all of the mushrooms. The friends ended up in a holding cell with the police trying to establish who owned the pot, but nobody wanted to speak up because they were uncertain what the punishment would be. Four hours later, Mushroom Kid was tripping, and his elder brother came forward and admitted the weed was his. He was subsequently banned from entering Canada for seven years. 
So it was these group road trips, along with comedy movies like The Blues Brothers and Smokey and the Bandit, that set as the inspiration for Super Troopers. While the script was being developed at Miramax, an executive told the Broken Lizard team to approach it as if you'll never get to make another movie ever again. This became the underlying philosophy of Super Troopers, make it as funny and ballsy as they could manage it, and make it as R-rated as they could. Their goal was to become the American Monty Python. The budget was going to be too small for big stunts, so they kept it to small locations, they made their characters smart, decent enough state police, but state police with nothing to do other than be buffoons. During the process of writing this script, they liaised with real cops, and the recurring theme was the rivalry between local and highway police, which became the central conflict of the movie and the looming threat of their department being shut down. As the super troopers duped it out on screen with the local cop rivals, a similar battle was unfolding behind the scenes. A dispute arose between state and local forces over a shoot on a seven-mile stretch of highway. Whose jurisdiction did the highway fall under? Who should block the traffic? And in the end, the highway cops won. Super Troopers really was a joint collaborative effort, with all of the friends throwing jokes into the mix to see what stuck. Chandra Sarkar would go on to say that each member of the group has his own best comedic quality. Quote, Lemmy is a genius at the really dirty stuff. Heffernan is amazing at the structure. Soter is great with really peculiar off-the-wall jokes. When we need that really great line, Eric comes up with it. End quote. More than 20 drafts of the script were produced, each one with more jokes than the last. Everyone helped develop the characters which were created before casting was agreed. This meant that everyone wrote for every character, not just one man for his assigned character. Then, when they cast each other, they cast whoever best fit the character as written. Ultimately, it was five good friends playing five good friends, and the camaraderie carried on off-screen as well as on. Back to He Who Shall Not Be Named and Miramax. Despite his previous promises to finance their next script, Miramax ultimately decided to not finance Super Troopers, which meant the team had to shop the project around other studios. They had acquired some funding from a friend's retired investment banker father, that is executive producer Peter E. Lengiel, but still needed a distribution deal. Universal offered $5.5 million, but the deal would fall through. The Farrelly brothers development team Brad Thomas and Pat Healy were interested, but only if Broken Lizard would rewrite it into the same movie about a group of state troopers, but set it in the 70s. The Farrelly brothers would love the retooled script, but this deal would also fall through. In the end, it was Fox Searchlight who paid $3.25 million for the distribution rights after they saw the movie at the 2001 Sundance Film Festival. But I'm jumping a little bit ahead of the story there. Because an instrumental figure in securing distribution for this very small budget comedy by a team of guys no one knew was the highest profile cast member, and that is Brian Cox. The Royal Shakespeare Company's production of King Lear, as well as Cox's parts in Rob Roy and Braveheart, were probably his most well-known performances at this point in his career. And while you might think he took the part of Captain O'Hagan, as a bit of a Michael Caine in Jaws the Revenge style money geek situation, it's actually not the case at all. In fact, Cox chased the role, seeing it as the ideal comedic role for him to so many serious parts. He'd actually been looking for a comedy role and to branch out into comedy, He'd idolised Jerry Lewis for decades. In fact, Cox wouldn't take no for an answer when it came to contacting the production for a role. This, in turn, gave the movie a much-needed boost when it came to attracting other actors like Daniel Bonbruton, as well as when it came to distribution. And despite this being a film with its fair share of female nudity, when it came to casting the female lead, Ursula Hansen, 
They decided on Marissa Copeland after seeing Teaching Mrs. Tingle, specifically a scene in which she imitates The Exorcist. They wanted a believable cop, not a lingerie model in a sexy police uniform. For the Broken Lizard team, though, the biggest coup was getting Linda Carter, aka Wonder Woman, to cameo as the governor. And like many of the people in this cast, she would reprise her role in the sequel, which I'm also going to come to in a little bit. Filming on Super Troopers began at the end of May 2000 and wrapped a month later, not in Vermont, but throughout New York State. They had to actually stop traffic to film, and when production assistants failed to stop the traffic, the guys thought it would be a good idea to get Kevin Heffernan to impersonate a real police officer, which is totally illegal, by the way, but it worked, traffic stopped, and they could get their shot in. Paying homage to a scene in First Blood, where Rambo gets hosed down in a police station, took a turn when they wrote the character of Father getting covered in powdered sugar. Not only was Kevin Heffernan completely nude in the scene and genuinely getting covered with sugar and hosed down, it was the day Jay Chandrasekhar's sister, aunt and grandmother visited the set. Heffernan's parents also visited the set and asked to be in the movie, so they play the couple in the car who Father calls chicken f***ers. They didn't know what he'd say and 25 takes later, he called his parents chicken f***ers 25 times. And the legacy of Super Troopers lives on, on Disney+, Plus, where it's available to stream, and in the new Broken Lizard fans who still pop up. Steve Lemmy and Kevin Heffernan do a live stand-up comedy tour, and shows are routinely sold out with people dressed in Super Troopers costumes, as well as actual police officers. Admittedly, there are some people who get them confused with the guys from Police Academy, which they've apparently never seen. Others try to get them to chug maple syrup, which they actually did for the movie, after the tea they had didn't have the correct consistency. And even now, the guys regularly get into bars for free when bouncers recognise them. Apparently, though, the Vermont State Police are not fans of this movie. And someone who the Vermont State Police probably are fans of, because everyone is, is Keanu Reeves. And I am going to segue into the obligatory Keanu reference for this episode. So this is a part of the podcast where we're trying to link the movie that I'm featuring to Keanu Reeves. Why? Well, as I always say, why not? And it turns out that this is a reasonably interesting link. It's a little bit tenuous, but go with me on this. So, Brian Cox, who is in this movie, starred with Keanu in the movie Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction was mostly shot in Chicago. Chicago is the birthplace of J. Chandrasekhar. So it's kind of like a full circle obligatory Keanu reference for this episode. It's one that I'm incredibly proud of, I'm not going to lie. Music from 38 Special's album Drive Train was used in Super Troopers and Trooper with an Attitude was used as the lead song. For Southern Culture on the Skid songs, King of the Mountain, Pass the Hatchet, Cheap Motels and The Corn Rocket also appear on the soundtrack. Super Troopers would premiere Sundance in 2001 and about 45 minutes before the premiere, Jay Chandrasekhar bumped into He Shall Not Be Named, yep, him again. Unfortunately, he was a huge Hollywood name at the time and Chandrasekhar attempted to persuade him to attend the premiere, but Weinstein, oh, I hate mentioning his name, Weinstein had another meeting to attend. Knowing that his presence at the screening would be a big deal, he ended up attending the start of the screening, ensuring everyone noticed him and then sneakily left before returning with 15 minutes left to go after his meeting. And the tactic worked because studios were clambering to buy the rights to Super Troopers purely because they saw Harvey Weinstein attend the screening Sundance. 
The second screening would end up being attended by actual Utah State Police, who praised the movie and the characters as being just like police officers in real life. And when Super Troopers was released on the 15th of February 2002, it opened 8th at the domestic US box office, beaten in the same week by John Q, Crossroads, yes, the Britney Spears one, Peter Pan 2 returned to Neverland and Hearts War, along with existing chart entries, Big Fat Liar, Collateral Damage and A Beautiful Mind. And bear in mind as well, the Super Troopers was made on a tiny budget of $3 million. It would gross $18.5 million domestically in the US and $4.7 million internationally for a total worldwide gross of $23.2 million, which is a great return on a $3 million investment. But where Super Troopers really excel was in the VHS and DVD rental market. It made an additional $60 million just from rentals and $10.6 million from DVD sales. So not only was it an incredible financial success, it's now also considered a cult classic. It's safe to say that Super Troopers was not a critical darling, but to be honest, goofball comedies rarely are. While it has a 36% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an audience score of 90%. It would also go on to win the Audience Award at the South by Southwest Film Festival in 2001. And I did say I was going to talk about the sequel. So a long-awaited sequel took 17 years to materialise. Despite the original's financial success, the studio decided that if the group could raise $2 million themselves for Super Troopers 2, Fox Searchlight would distribute the film. The group took to Indiegogo on March the 24th, 2015, and hit their quota in one day. In a week, they'd hit $3 million. At the close of the campaign, the group had cracked the $4 million mark. Super Troopers 2 eventually raised £3.9 million, or $4.7 million, by 54,609 backers, including a one-off perk costing $25 million for one of them to act as a sperm donor and father your child. Unsurprisingly, no one took up this offer. Super Troopers 2 ended up making $31.6 million on a total $13.5 million budget. And in an era where streaming was just starting to take off and DVD and Blu-ray sales were in the decline, unfortunately it meant the Super Troopers 2 didn't actually do as well as they expected it to. Super Troopers 3 Winter Soldiers has been confirmed by J. Chandrasekhar, has an entry on IMDb and is in active development by Broken Lizard, but no release date has been confirmed. The Broken Lizard team would also go on to write and star in Beer Fest, Club Dread and The Slamming Salmon, none of which had the same kind of cultural impact. Their next movie, Quasi, based on The Hunchback of Notre Dame, is due out in 2023. Jay Chandrasekhar would go on to have a varied directorial career, directing most famously the remake of The Dukes of Hazard, as well as directing TV, including episodes of The Goldbergs, Community, Chuck and New Girl, which I've been watching at the moment, so I was very surprised to see his name pop up on a recent episode. So let's find out what people think of this movie. I like to ask on Patreon and on social media. And we're going to start with the patrons of this podcast. And we're going to start with Pete. And Pete says, My favourite thing about Super Troopers is that you can genuinely tell how much fun the crew is having while filming. Their in real life friendship is obvious and it elevates the fun vibe. Endlessly rewatchable and tons of quotes that I still use to this day. Top tier fun comedy. And just on a by note, Pete has a podcast of his own. It's called Middle Class Film Class. It's hosted by him. Joseph and Tyler and it's basically a weekly movie news and reviews podcast 
I will put some more information on middle class film class in the show notes. Please take a listen because if you like what I do, you will like what they do too. We also have perennial commenter Andy and Andy says, Our Super Troopers, a film that gained its home video popularity at a time when I was working a job where I'd drive to my accounts through the New England highways. They did their homework in noting that the Vermont State Police literally have nothing to do but make you get out of the car right meow. While the overall story is really just an excuse for the jokes, the jokes are top-notch and infinitely quotable. However, Broken Lizard will no doubt go down in history of being one of the greatest one-hit wonders of film comedy, as most of their movies come across as pale imitations, taking the character types from Super Troopers and moving them to new locations. It makes more sense to now go sit down, grab a litre of cola and watch Super Troopers write meow. Andy also has his podcast Geek Salad. It is the one-stop shop for all of your geeky, nerdy needs, whether that is TV, movies, video games, board games, music, even snacks. They've done an episode on snacks. So if you are of a bit of a geeky disposition, then I guarantee there will be something in the Geek Salad back catalogue that you will enjoy listening to. I've been on several episodes. Obviously, if I'm on it, it's well worth your time. So I'll put some information in the show notes for Geek Salad. Make sure that you have a listen. And the final patron comment comes from Derek, who says, I only recently saw this one at my wife's suggestion, and it was hysterical. Just non-stop laughter. And Derek's wife is Laurel. Hi, Laurel. And Laurel and Derek, they co-host the podcast The Midnight Myth, and it's one of my favourite podcasts. And they basically talk about all sorts of pop culture and how things like history, philosophy and mythology make their way into modern pop culture. It's a really fascinating podcast. Like I say, it is one of my favourites. And I'm going to put some information in the show notes about the Midnight Myth. Moving over to Twitter, we're going to start with at Dissect That Film, who said, One of the greatest comedies of all time, beyond quotable, Great Physical Comedy, and Brian Cox. Sorry for yelling, it's one of my all-time favourite movies. At Vincent Asher said, This is a hidden gem. I did not have high hopes for the movie, but after that first scene, it changed my view. It's like a modern-day equivalent of Police Academy, one of the few comedies that I can watch over and over. At Friendly Sparpod said, The absolute shenanigans in this movie just make me so happy. It embraces the fact that it's so ridiculous. So many comedies try to be something more, and yet Super Troopers is content being utterly and insanely absurd. Love this movie, and love that you're covering it. At Swayze of Arabia said, Super Troopers is a true cult classic. It's also one of the funniest damn movies I've ever seen, and it's extremely quotable too. At Filmstrip Pod said, One of my most watched college movies for reasons that escape me. I once asked the guy at the concession stand for a large father and he gave me my drink for free. At Oral underscore MFC said, One of Broken Lizard's best. Love their shenanigans. Moving over to Instagram, we have at Wally Wally Gong who said, I saw this when I was way too young and I fell in love with it right away. The Broken Lizard guys make some fresh comedies that hold up for me. And finally, over on Facebook, we have Tony and Tony said, Super Trooper sang in the style of ABBA. No, I'm not going to sing it in the style of ABBA. Super Trooper. <laughs> okay. Okay, I did it. I did it. Super Troopers is an amazing film, full of comedy and amazing acting. The inclusion of Linda Carter as the governor is perfect. An excellent film. And as always, a huge thank you to everyone, to the patrons, 
to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for your comments. It's always so wonderful to hear what you think of the movies that I cover. And delighted to hear that so many people are really happy that I've covered a movie like Super Troopers. So thank you so much for all your comments. Super Troopers is a story that's both amusing and uplifting with real-life legal run-ins, which I always love to report on, and basically guys doing their damnedest to get the movie produced against all odds. If this movie teaches us anything, it's that enormous budget and mega stars aren't necessary for a movie to be successful. Obviously, this was in the early 2000s. Times have changed somewhat, but what hasn't is what makes people laugh. And then when you find out that one of the Broken Lizard troop, Eric Stolhansk, was born without a fibula and wears a prosthetic leg below the knee, it's a really inspirational story that somehow becomes even more inspirational. Despite DVD and word of mouth slowly turning the original Super Troopers into a quotable and well-loved dorm room staple, the film industry and market have undergone a radical makeover since the release of this hit in 2001, making the prospect of a 17-year prolonged sequel a difficult bet for Wright's owner's Fox Searchlight, and it's unfortunate that Super Troopers 2 didn't do better both financially and with audiences. But Super Troopers is a rare anomaly in comedy, having no established comedic stars, no high concept, and relying solely on word of mouth. Looking back, how this little comedy that could got a wide release and found an audience is a truly remarkable achievement. Even though Broken Lizard has continued to produce films, no one has ever attempted to copy its style, and the group itself has had difficulty recapturing the magic of Super Troopers. Super Troopers isn't afraid to be weird and wacky, Broken Lizard just made a movie they wanted to make with their jokes to make themselves laugh, untethered to any studio demands. The confidence of these guys just shines through and it's endearing. It also holds up remarkably well for an early 2000s comedy too, which are usually rife with racist, sexist and homophobic jokes. From memory, this has none of those and the sexism aimed at Ursula seems to be more of commenting on the fact that she's probably the only truly competent police officer. Super Troopers is the rare comedy that not only works on multiple viewings, it actually benefits from repeat viewings. It appeared out of nowhere, it followed its own path, insisted that viewers give it more than one chance, and in the process turned itself into a cult favourite. And that kind of achievement is hard to equal. Meowadays. Sorry. <laughs> Make myself laugh. Thank you for listening. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on Super Troopers. If you want to get involved and you want to help this podcast grow, then you can do things like you can leave a rating or review wherever you found this podcast. You can tell your friends and family about this podcast or you can retweet or like posts on social media. I am at Verbal Diorama on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd and now Mastodon as well because Twitter seems to be going a little bit downhill. So I basically did what everyone did and also signed up to Mastodon so you can find me at Verbal Diorama on there too. If you liked this episode on Super Troopers, you might also like the following movies and the episodes that I have covered them on. I'm going to start with episode 124, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, because again, it's a bit of a little comedy that could. It takes these incredibly silly characters and it just builds a world around them that's just so silly, but also so endearing and sweet. It's got some really lovely performances in it's held together by Mira Solvino and Lisa Kudrow, who are literally at the top of their game as Romy and Michelle. Yes, it's a very silly comedy, but it absolutely works. And it's all about the power of friendship. 
and also about sometimes how we take our friends for granted, but ultimately how we are stronger together rather than we are apart. Also, episode 125, Anchorman. So Anchorman is the sort of movie that I'm talking about when I talk about a movie that has these very established comedic stars. Obviously, they weren't really as established then as they are now. But similarly to Super Troopers, Anchorman also had a very belated sequel that just didn't seem to match its predecessor. Unlike Super Troopers, though, and in the episode I do say this, this was an episode that I did with Nick Haskins. Anchorman, in my opinion, does not hold up that well. Whereas I'd argue that Super Troopers came out a few years prior to Anchorman. But I think Super Troopers holds up a hell of a lot better than Anchorman does. Uh, Don't come for me on social media because I know a lot of people love Anchorman. I don't dislike Anchorman. I think it's very funny and very quotable, but it has aged, I'm sorry to say. And episode 149, Dodgeball, because who doesn't love a comedy with balls? Everyone loves a comedy with balls, especially when balls fly at gentlemen's genital areas. Give me feedback on my episode recommendations. Let me know what you think. So the next episode of this podcast, Batman returns to verbal diorama in, surprisingly, Batman Returns. Batman Returns was actually supposed to be in September and Batman Returns unfortunately could not be in September. It had to get moved out of September. So we ended up putting Batman Returns in October and then it had to move out of October. So now I realise, well, really, Batman Returns is kind of a Christmas movie and I want to do a season of Christmas movies in December. So I'm going to start December with Batman Returns. It's a movie that I absolutely adore for so many reasons. It's probably my favourite Batman movie, which I think maybe says something about me. But it's also kind of not a Batman movie because this is a Batman movie where we get an exceptional Catwoman and a completely memorable Penguin. Batman's not really the star of Batman Returns, but let's talk about Batman Returns next episode. You know I'm going to love it. The episode that I done Batman was so incredibly popular. So everyone who listened to Batman and enjoyed Batman, please come back next week for Batman Returns. And this podcast is free and it always will be free. But if you do want to support this show, then you can pop over to verbaldiorama.com slash Patreon and you can join the amazing patrons of this podcast. They are Simon E, Sade, Claudia, Simon B, Laurel, Derek, Vern, Kristen, Kat, Andy, Mike, Griff, Luke, Emily, Michael, Scott, Brendan, Ian, Lisa, Sam, Will, Jack, Dave, Chris, Stuart, Sonny, Drew, Nicholas, Zoe, Kev, Pete, Heather, Danny, Annie, and welcome and hello to brand new patron Tyler, who's recently joined. I actually started chatting to Tyler on the Sequelizers Discord server. So patron Jack is one of the hosts of the Sequelizers podcast. So I joined their Discord server just because I was like, yeah, let's join the Sequelizers Discord server. And Tyler is on the Sequelizers Discord server. And what a lovely guy, genuinely nice person. And clearly he listened to this podcast and he really enjoyed it. And he thought, I want to support this podcast. And he did. So thank you so much, Tyler. You are an absolute star. I have a merch store. It's verbaldiorama.com slash merch. If you're interested, you can also get in touch with me, verbaldiorama at gmail.com. You can say hi. You can give me feedback or suggestions. You can also fill out the contact form at verbaldiorama.com. And you can also find me at filmstories.co.uk. You can find copies of the magazine that I write for. You can also find articles online that are written by me. And finally... We're all in the same boat, fellas. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, 
I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. <clears throat> hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No. Oh. You're talking about shenanigans, right? Put those away. Bye. Movie should know.